0: Welcome and thanks for listening Uh, Let me ask you a question How do you perceive your image? Do you think that you have a strong You portray a strong image out there? Well, you're in luck We're going to talk with Linda Yates Of Linda Yates Coaching and Consulting Group From Boca Raton, Florida And we're going to talk about How you can achieve the image of distinction So, Linda, welcome to the show And thanks for joining us today
1: Thank you, Bill It's a pleasure to be here
0: Linda, it's great to have you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you and your background and um, how you came to start your uh, coaching and consulting group.
1: Thank you. So the journey started about 30-something years ago. I went to my first professional development course because it was a course on image and makeup and, quite frankly, tapping into the potential that was within me. And that started my journey with regard to image And then as life would have it, and I got pulled into corporate America very heavily. I was actually one of the first females to break the executive boardroom. And I learned very quickly that image is more than just what you put on your body. It's how you carry yourself, how you communicate. But most importantly, do you do what you say you're going to do?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, do most people... Are they aware of, of what their image is, or do they uh, do, do they have any idea?
1: I think a lot of the times people are just kind of clueless, right? We all like to make that first really great impression, but what we sometimes don't realize is that first impression, whether or not it's a good impression, it's, it is often a lasting impression. So, And I think as we age and mature in business and in our careers and professional life, Some of us get to a point where, well, if they don't like me, that's their problem. But at the end of the day, if we're wanting to persuade or to connect, solve problems, or go to the next level, or even whatever our agenda is, we have to take into account that our image is always emanating. It's always signaling out to others around us.
0: Yeah, and it's been said that, of course, uh, uh, people are creatures of habit, so are a lot of their uh, imagery habits formed at early ages, or do they? Can they change over time? Like, do they adapt? I know people that, are, for instance, moved from one part of the country to another, and you you meet up with them a couple years later, and they've they've adapted a southern drawl. If they, for instance, if they moved to Alabama.
1: Yes, that's really true. People do adapt to their environment, and I think that's one of the things that we have to caution too, as we there's a loss of professionalism right now. In the industry. And what we're seeing too is people entering the professional world, they think that certain behaviors, certain address is appropriate. Where those that are starting to exit the professional world, again, it, it's a changing world. For instance, yesterday I was giving a presentation to a group of baby boomers and very successful entrepreneurs and actually several CEOs, retired CEOs. And the question was raised with regard to shaking hands. So how has that changed? How is that image changing all the time? And I think that we, we get stuck into the point that we think we can be really casual or that we... Act so casual with so many others, but really at the end of the day, when it comes to business and achieving our goals and especially our professional goals, that we need to realize that we're always emanating a signal, and so we can we can step it up or energize it if you will, in everything that we do
0: and there and there's a i don't know i think there's a fine line between style and so one one guest put it as the slobification of america uh I, I I never heard that term before, but I thought it kind of defines uh, there's a lot of what 's going on now. Some people just portray that they just don't care anymore about their image and some and some are very wealthy people that are just saying you know i i don 't really buy into any of that anymore. Do you find that that's uh something that uh, some people adapt uh and incorrectly i mean are, are they are they wrong to do that
1: yeah and part of the reason why it is wrong to do that is what we put on our body how we move our body all these things signal out to the rest of the world right which we may not care about but what more what happens most importantly is what's going on inside the way we communicate what of our what our nonverbal say what clothes we put on our body, and quite frankly, how we act, whether or not we act with integrity or not, it matters most to what goes on inside. So for instance, if I'm going through a rough time and I'm depressed or I'm sad, I may have a tendency to to be in looser, baggier clothes, because you know what, I'm just not feeling that great about myself. But the minute... I kind of step up my image a little bit, put on a little bit nicer top, put on maybe some jewelry, or, you know, do my hair, or whatever the case may be. Once I step up my appearance, it yeah, it signals out to everyone else, but what happens is what's called the embodied condition. Northwestern University did a study on this, that what we put on our body actually impacts how we feel about ourselves. And then as we feel better about ourselves, emanate the signal of more confidence, more polish and we're going to attract more of the things we want in our life rather than the things we don't.
0: So what you're saying is fake it and you will make it.
1: Absolutely. I was sitting yesterday at a networking appointment with a 72 year old disabled woman. This woman, you would have no clue that she was 72 years old. She looks like Maybe she's pushing in her early 50s, and, you know, we actually discussed this and the fact that she said, you know, so many people my age just kind of give up in the way they think about their appearance and the way that they move their body and the way that they hold their body and the way that they communicate. And it's is—it's really true that and she looks happy, and you would have no clue that this woman is 72 years old and that she's actually a disabled woman because she's had polio all of her life. But she looks like she's 50 years old.
0: Now, you know, a lot of our listeners, um, Linda, are are business owners, and of course, they're portraying an image not only to their their customers but to their employees as well. And so, how prevalent does if you if you raise your image, uh, how does that help you and your profitability?
1: Well, it does help because what it's signaling to their employees and actually to their customers. That they care, right that they put a little effort in to being their best because that's what people are often buying from us right we're trading we're trading value for our energy or our money for someone's energy, for instance, in my world, in my coaching consulting world, what people are buying from me is they're buying my energy, they're buying the value that I give, and by showing that I care enough to be at the top of my game lets my clients and my customers know that I really care about them, that I'm going to give them the best of me that they that they possibly can get. As the CEO of a company, you set the tenor of professionalism within your organization. I worked with a CEO that when I first started working at this company, the chief operating officer said to me, Linda, you don't have to dress so nice. there's a technology company. He's like, Linda, you really you don't need to really dress so nice. And that sent me back for a minute. I thought, well, I'm not just dressing this way for you. I'm dressing this way for me. And what was kind of interesting as time went on, I noticed that the CEO started to change his dress just a little bit. He started stepping it up because we would go into meetings together and I would be, in my mind, my my most professional best, where he was extremely casual. But, you know, (laughs) I never told this to him personally, but I saw him start to kind of shift his mindset a little bit about that. But it does show that we care, that we care about our business, that we care about ourselves, and that we care that we give the most polished, professional, positive image that we possibly can on our organizations.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, here's a good good pointer, I guess, there is can you imagine going to the Ritz-Carlton and everybody's dressed in in different T-shirt. No, you know, you, you have even the, the lowest paid employee is wearing a, a Ritz-Carlton kind of a golf shirt or, you know, a, a uniform type of a thing. They've put a lot of thought into the image that's portrayed at that type of an establishment. So why wouldn't that work well for a for your small business uh, as well as, as making sure everybody portrays some kind of an image? Not saying everybody has to dress uniformly, but, but at least have a, a minimum kind of a dress code so everybody feels good not only looks good to the customers but feels good about themselves and that raises the whole it sounds like that raises the whole psyche of the company.
1: It does. It definitely does. There's a great study that talked about salespeople that that sold the same items and they reviewed them over a couple week period of the same salespeople and they they changed just the color the color of suits, clothes, shirts by blouse, whatever that they were wearing, and they they marked their cells, and they found that there was an eighteen percent increase just by even changing the color of what they wore, and they were selling the same exact item, so this stuff is, we think that oh, you know it doesn't matter, but it really does at the end of the day.
0: Well that's great. so what are some tips for uh, for our listeners to step up their image?
1: You know, the first thing is to make sure that the clothes that you wear fit you and that, some, you know, some people might get hung up over, oh, I'm, you know, I, I can't or I've got to fit into a certain size. Well, if that size doesn't look good on you, it's too tight or it's too loose that you get rid of it. You need to have clothes that are tailored for you. So get a good tailor. And you know a suit doesn't have to be a thousand two thousand dollars suit to look really good. Quite frankly, all you need is a really good tailor so that it fits your body and your style in the best possible possible way. So line and form is another big aspect. One of the biggest tips that I share as I present across the country is when you're giving a presentation or you're giving a pitch, you're getting up in front of a a board and you're trying to sell your idea. If you put on a jacket, your authority perception will go up 50%. So the minute you take off that jacket, you lose 50% of your perceived authority. Wow. So a jacket is really key to your success or what we call a completer piece. So for women, it doesn't necessarily have to be a tailored corporate jacket, but even just a soft-line jacket, that extra piece on. And even by covering the skin, you know, I'm in South Florida, right? So I'm with a lot of professionals, that it's hot here in South Florida, especially in the summer. (laughs) And we get a lot of female professionals that wear, you know, low necklines, high hemlines. And quite frankly, you know, that, those are fun clothes and there's a place. But in the business world and for, for, for professionalism, if you want to be taken more seriously, in fact, we can actually tie how much your income is to where your hemline hits. <laughs> so if you want wow. to make more money, you want to lower your hemline and raise your neckline. Because it's by covering the skin that we, you know, we take away all those other distractions. We get right back to the goal is to bring the eye up. Bring the eye up to the eye because it's through the eyes that we do business. It's through that eye contact. And so that would be another tip is to make great eye contact and to smile.
0: Now, if someone is getting ready to give a presentation and they know that their crowd will probably be dressed in a certain way, is it good counsel to um, uh, dress up a level from where your crowd is going to be dressed?
1: Absolutely, and actually in all your interactions, too, is to always think who who in the organization is going to be dressed what way, who the highest in the organization. Then I always want to come in just one step above that because, again, I give the appearance, and I feel good about myself, too, the most confident I can feel, but I give the appearance that I cared enough to give you my very best, and I'm taking this seriously.
0: So if if it's gonna be a business casual and you anticipate everybody's gonna be in maybe a, even at a resort like golf shirts, you don't have to put on the three piece suit, but you might put a jacket over your golf shirt, right? Something like absolutely. that? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because if you, t- you know, a nice yeah. dark pair of jeans or dark you know, or khaki jeans and a and a, a dark navy blue shirt and an you know an open business, you know, not the tie but an open collared shirt and you're gonna look like yeah. Okay. This this individual is just stepping it up a notch, and and you're gonna be very comfortable in that.
0: So not so much that you're gonna alienate the crowd by being way overdressed, and then they're they're thinking, well, who is this, you know, person that's, you know, so so okay. So that makes a lot of sense. And how can we create positive customer experiences?
1: Positive customer experiences really comes back to the way that you listen to your customers and react, and that you take time to show them that you care. So through nonverbal communication, nonverbal communication is 93% of the way we communicate in everything that we do. So only 7% communicates are the words. So, for instance, right now on this show, people that are listening or What they're getting is the tone. They're hearing whether or not there's a smile in your voice, quite frankly, or if your eyes are open. They're sensing that. They're hearing your words, but your tone of voice really impacts. That's a nonverbal, that's a non-verbal cue. So 93% of the way that we communicate with our customers is is how powerful we can be with our communication. So VR, vis-a-vis our tone Right? how we make eye contact with them, what kind of gestures that we're doing. Do we have open body language with them? Are we open to learning and understanding where their concerns are so that we can help together come to win-win solutions with our customers?
0: Great, great tips and advice. Now, you also host the Executive Edge podcast, I understand. Is that right?
1: I, I do. I do.
0: And where can our listeners find that? And tell us about uh, the samples of, of guests that you've had on and what they what you talk about.
1: Okay, great. I the Executive Edge podcast can be found on iTunes. It can be found on Stitcher. It's also on my website, which is Linda with an I, H is in Happy, dot com. So Linda H Yates dot com. And the podcast was meant to help everyone entrepreneurs, executives business professionals and non-professionals as well to really tap into what their potential is and what their edge is. I've interviewed different CEOs of different organizations. I've interviewed some of the top humorists in the country as well as artists in the country. So I kind of, I have a different mix. I've actually interviewed young entrepreneurs. The youngest guest I've ever had, let's see, Zach was, Zach is what, 11 years old and this is an, an aspiring entrepreneur. He and his sister, his sister already has a business that has a million dollars in sales. So I interview all sorts of different types of executive entrepreneurs, and we explore what that edge is. And then I also teach a lot on my podcast. So I take certain topics and I teach them. For instance, episode that I'm releasing today is the winning edge mindset or how to erase doubt in your mindset. And so I take individuals on that process.
0: So it's uh, tips and ideas to give uh, executives an edge, as it says. And so if they go to iTunes, would they type in the executive edge to find it?
1: Yep, the executive edge.
0: Okay. And um, you also have a a book you're working on, or have you published it, or where are you at with the book?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of laughing when I was looking back through your pre-interview questionnaire Yes. The book is still in process. It's still being written. However, I did just release, I'm so excited, this audio course called Six Steps to Energize Your Personal Brand. And it's a course. It's an audio course with a workbook. And I launched a speaking tour that I was just recently at Out West a few weeks ago. And it sits on my website. And it's six modules, so roughly six hours of content in how to step up your personal brand. So I go at length into nonverbal communication and body language. I go in at length about your appearance. I go in at length about your self-image. Also what a success formula mindset is all about and basically how to tap into that edge. And then the workbook so what it's meant to be is kind of a self-study coaching course for you to, to listen to while you're running or in the car going to work. And then the workbook is really pulling those awarenesses out of you, the individual, so that you can help step up and really tap into the best brand that you possibly can be and into your potential.
0: Well, it sounds terrific. And did you did you uh, are you the uh, the the voice of the I am. Of the audio. I am. okay, so you know hey, what could be what could be better than listening to Linda uh when you're driving, when you're jogging, when you're improving yourself physically uh what could be better than listening to Linda about improving yourself in other ways so you portray the image you want to portray, Linda, it's great to have you on the show. I really enjoy meeting you and um uh, getting your tips. they're fantastic, and I wish you the best with your your podcast and your audio series in the book. Will you come back on sometime and tell us more about uh, this topic and and uh, let us know about your book?
1: Yeah, I'd love to, love to come back. So, Bill, thank you very much for the invitation. It's been a pleasure.
0: It's been a real pleasure for me. Thank you very much. I look forward to the next time we talk, Linda. Thank you. We're All going right. to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at exitplanning.com. That's exitplanning.com.